now for the show that's truly too hot to handle. It's the melting pad, and it starts right now. Listening to the Melting Pat. Here's your host, Pat Joplin. Well, thank you, Jerome. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the show, the Melting Pat, the Next Level Network Holiday Show. My favorite episode. I love doing this because I can sing to you. And no one thinks it's weird, and I won't get sued. There we go. That's pretty good. I did not write that down beforehand. I, I felt pretty good about that. Yeah. We'll clap it up for myself. Uh, <laughs> how are you, my friends? And happy holidays. I hope you're having a great day doing whatever it is that you're doing. If you're caroling with yourself or with others, I hope you're having a wonderful time doing just that. And if you don't celebrate holidays, then, well, I hope you're having a great time doing whatever it is that you do when everyone else does holiday stuff. There we go. Did we cover everybody? I don't know, actually. I have no idea. But we got a lot today. A lot of holiday tunes today. We're also doing a favorite holiday song. We'll play some clips there as well. We're doing favorite holiday movie, which I know I've done before. But we did not play clips from the scores. So uh, that's why I, I feel that I'm okay to plagiarize myself and redo it. Or repeat a repeat a topic, I suppose. And um, what else we got today? Holiday tunes. Oh, we got a Christmas special from The Office. The Moroccan Christmas is the episode we're doing today. And uh, it's, a, it's a good one. I like that one a lot. Yeah, I, I like that I started this little tradition where now I have a, a guaranteed segment for the holiday show, doing a TV review, which is one of my favorite things to do on this show in general. So I'm excited for that, to tell you about that. And what else do we have today? Holiday movie, holiday song... Holiday tunes from Brawny, from Hanukkah, from The Wild and Free, and I believe from Life in Idol as well. So we will get to that, and we may hear from the captain, and we will end with our uh, our much better holiday tune as we do. I don't know if the captain will be there. I, I'm going to text him um, to maybe give him the week off, maybe two weeks off, because usually the Flyers don't have a lot of games between Christmas and New Year's anyway. So there wouldn't be much to update. So we will see what the captain says. If he's there at the end of the show, great. If not, happy holidays, my friend. Thanks for all your hard work. So there we go. That is the most of the menu for today. And then now we're going to get to, this is going to be a long show. I'm sorry. Um, now we're going to get to the uh, the rest of the holiday things. Uh, we're going to start, of course, with my favorite retail story right after this. Christmas stuff already? Hey, hi, we're back. We probably put a Christmas sound in there. I don't know. I didn't think about that. I'll think about that later. But anyway, on to the holiday stuff, my friends. Again, this is my favorite show to put together. And this year, it's even bigger because we have more clips and songs and a new song, and it's going to be great. But uh, before we get to all those things, and it's going to be fun, I hope and we're going to have fun. There we go. There's dad. There's exasperated dad. Ooh, exasperated holiday dad. That's a gimmick, right? Is that a character I can use? Anyway, we're going to tell my favorite retail story. Because, man, I love telling this story. And I know, I know some people think there are better retail stories to be told. And you're pro- maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. it's all subjective. But this one holds a special place for me. Because it was my first year at the store, my first holiday season at the store. And I just the, just the way that this woman reacted, I'll never forget it. And I love telling a story. And yes, again, 
Uh, I didn't even think that. Well, I did. I asked her a couple months ago. My friend Amy, who was the supervisor at the time, I have asked her to come on the show and talk about this. And she's uh, she's always got stuff going on. And that's fine. That's okay. So let's tell the story ourselves, shall we? Yes. All right. So we're going back to 2010 for this one. And it was, my fr- again, my first holiday season at the store. I started October 2010. So this was sometime December 2010. And I remember it being a Thursday because the boss was off on Thursdays. And so it was me and it was Amy and nobody else in the store. We just opened. It was probably like 10, 15. And um, we weren't in holiday hours yet. So it was probably mid-December. And so we're waiting. We're, we got a list of stuff to do from the boss. And of course, like the normal daily stuff, like, hey, make sure the cards are straightened and make sure all the displays are okay. And, you know, if there's anything else that uh, needs replenishing, see if it's in the back. And, oh, we got a shipment coming today, so take care of that too. And, you know, just things we have to do. So we're both behind the counter going through, because, again, there's no one in the store. And we're both behind the counter waiting for, you know, people to come in because they're going to be coming in and going over the list of things we have to do for the day at least for the morning, until someone else came in. And so we're going over it, and I'm at... So Amy's at the far... There are three registers at the time. There were three registers, and Amy's at the far register. I'm in the middle, and nobody's at the first one. So we're going through, and this woman comes in, and little little uh, elderly woman comes into the store. And I said, hey, good morning, how are you? She says nothing. And I'm like, okay, not unusual. So not unusual to not get... A hello. Sorry, I, I I don't know where I was gonna go with that, but <laughs> but I don't know. There you go. So she comes in. She doesn't doesn't say a word, and she has her purse on the counter. She moves stuff out of the way. She got her purse on the counter and is going through, ruffling through her stuff. And so I'm just staring at this woman because now it's like, oh, okay, you're clearly here for a reason. Either you've brought something that you want to bring, you want to give back to us, or you have a question about an item and you brought that with you. And you're trying to figure out, like, you're trying to find it to be able to ask your question. And so I'm just mesmerized by this woman as she's just rummaging through her purse. There's the word I'm looking for. She's rummaging through her purse, not saying a word to any of us. Again, there's no one else in the store. There are three of us. That's it. And she looks up and she pulls out a small light bulb, which is like you would have on uh, on your tree. No, a little bigger than what you would have on your tree. Well, unless you use the thick voice. So I guess like either on the tree or in some kind of display, like on the tree or outside or something, little light bulb. And she holds it up and she said something, but I didn't hear her because again, I'm, I'm entranced by this woman. And I said, oh, I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? And she goes, do you carry, like, do you carry this? But, and she said it in a way where it hit me that there's a reason she didn't say hello. Well, two reasons. She was on a mission and English was probably not her first language. And so I talk really fast, so probably that's it. So you got to speak slowly if it's not your first language. Uh, I know this. I should do that anyway. Even if your languages are all English, I should do that. So uh, your first language is anyway. So I'm like, oh, can you repeat that? She goes, oh, do you have this? And I said, no, I don't, I don't believe so. I don't think we have that. And I turned to Amy because, again, I'm brand new. So I turned to Amy, hey, do we carry this? It seems like we should. And she's like, no, no, we, we don't carry those you might be able to find something like that at Home Depot or a place like that. And this woman looked at me, looked at Amy, tilted her head, like when a dog hears a sound for the first time. And, you know, when a dog, she didn't make the sound. 
to be clear. It would have been amazing if she had, but she tilted her head and like her face scrunched up. And I'm like, oh man, this lady was not happy with that suggestion. And she goes in a, in very clear English, Home Depot. And just like her face, like she recoiled, purely disgusted by the mere suggestion that she dare, that, that we dare her to go to Home Depot. Like, how dare you say, I go to Home Depot, you pieces of garbage, right? She said all that with her face. And so she's furious with us now. She hates us. And she throws the light bulb back in her purse, gets uh, gathers her things, and leaves in a huff without saying another word. And I look at Amy, and I said, well, that was something, right? And she's just, we just kind of laughed at each other. And we're like, man, that like, she was offended that we would suggest going to Home Depot to find a replacement light bulb for her display or her tree or whatever, wherever that was going to go. I don't know what she was doing with it, but that she was so mad that we suggested Home Depot that she left in a huff and said no more words. And I don't know if any other words would have helped the situation from any of us. Uh, but she left, and she was angry, and I've never seen her again. And I, I always wonder, why was she so upset that we that the mere mention of the name Home Depot? Did she already go there that morning, and they told they brushed her off and said, "No, get out of here, you moron," or did she used to work at a Home Depot and she was unceremoniously let go? Uh, maybe she was fired for cause. Maybe she stole something. Maybe she stole the light bulb from Home Depot. And was now on the run and trying to find more. Maybe that was it. But we don't know. Like, there's no, you know, there was no explanation as to why this woman was so angry at us for suggesting she go to a hardware store or to go to, what do they call it? They have a Christmas, they, they, there's a name for the Christmas section Home Depot puts out every year. And they do carry those things. Those outdoor displays, indoor displays. And so I imagine they would carry um, spare light bulbs as well. Or... You know, she may actually have to just buy a new strand of lights. Maybe that's what she ended up doing. And maybe she had gone to Home Depot looking for the light bulb and they told her to buy a new strand and she didn't want to. And she thought that she would be able to come to our store, this card store slash gift shop in the mall, and she would be able to find one single light bulb to replace the one that apparently had burned out. Or maybe she just wanted another one. Like she needed, like, she got the lights and one of the light bulbs broke and was missing and she needed a replacement and brought the one in to show us what she needed. But we didn't have that. We couldn't help her. And so I wonder if she'd already gone to Home Depot and got turned away. And then she was upset about that. Like maybe it all happened in the same day. Although, no, I guess Home Depot would have opened before us because she was in our store at like 1030. And if Home, De- Home Depot was like at eight o'clock, so never mind. Um, the Home Depot was not very close to where we were. And so I'm just I'm just thinking of travel plans for her. But anyway, um, <laughs> I get new details with this story every year. So yeah, that woman, again, my first real encounter with a weirdo in the holiday season was with this woman. And maybe that's that's not fair. She wasn't a weirdo. She knew what she wanted. She couldn't clearly communicate that to us. But she knew that she did not want or need to go to Home Depot. And therefore, we became her worst enemy on that day. And so, Light Bulb Lady, if you're listening, if you've somehow found this show, if you're still around, and if you've somehow found this show, I hope you're doing well. I hope you found what you needed. And I hope that no one else has made you as angry as we made you that morning because we merely suggested that you go to a place that likely carries what you needed to buy.
But I hope you're having a great time doing whatever it is you're doing. Like I said, I've never seen her before or since. And I just really thought it was odd my first couple months on the job that somebody would get a fan. And I have run in, I'd run into many people since then who were angrier about dumber stuff. But the way that this woman reacted to the mere suggestion that Home Depot would very likely have a replacement light bulb that she wanted. It, it, it has stuck with me for so much, 13 years. And I love telling this story. And I love just thinking of how, like what could have happened to her on that day before that made her so angry or not even that day, but what could have happened at Home Depot before that she was so angry that, that we even suggested she go there. It was just incredible. And light bulb lady, I hope you're well. I hope you have a lovely holiday season and I hope that you've uh, replaced the light bulb or just gotten new ones at this point because all those are probably gone now. So I hope you found what you needed and I hope you're having a great time and um, we're going to have a great time with the rest of the show. I really do believe that because we have a lot coming up today and uh, we got, yeah, favorite holiday song that is coming up next. But before we do that, we have a favorite holiday song of mine. Yeah, that's right. Friends of the show released a nice I almost said happy, but it's not really happy. But it's a nice, easy song, some easy listening, if you will. Maybe that's not the right term either. But anyway, the wild and free. When the year ends, it's the Melty Pat. We're coming right back. What have I done? Why do I have nothing to show again? Holiday fun isn't so fun when you're alone again snow in my lungs but there is warmth deep inside i'll be happy when the year ends i'll be happy when the year ends another chance to start again i'll be happy when the year ends another chance to start again I'll give it time I guess it's not a lot to ask for But I won't lie My merry spirit's running dry Unwrap my heart You'll find warmth deep inside I'll be happy when the year ends I'll be happy when the year ends
start again The Wild and Free, When the Year Ends, It's the Melting Pat, the Holiday Edition. We're back. Welcome. Hello. Hi. How are you? Like you've been gone for an hour. Well, maybe you paused and had to go do something else. Maybe you had to go wrap a present or go buy a present or go, uh, you know, go get some more eggnog or whatever. Hope you're doing well. Uh, I hope uh, maybe you had to go get your Festivus bowl, although really it should have been up before now, right? If you listen when the show comes out, it is Festivus, so happy and, uh, and merry with that. Enjoy your grievances and uh, don't cry. Don't make anybody cry. That's not the point. Or is it? Or is it? That's a good question. Anyway, the wild and free. When the year ends. <laughs> I, I love that song. I love starting with that because, you know, Lightbulb Lady got all fired up at us. And I feel like we need to come down after that. Not that I got fired up telling the story. But I love the song. I love that band. I hope they come back soon with some more stuff. They're all doing their own thing, and that's fine. Uh, but I do love them, and I, I hope that they uh, they make their way back. That'd be great. So there you go. All right. So for you today, I had two questions. We did. We're going to do favorite holiday movie in a minute, or in several minutes, I should say, because uh, we're playing scores. We got some other stuff going on too. But we're going to do favorite holiday song now. Full disclosure: Jen suggested loyal listener and uh, and patron Jen and f- former guest suggested that I do one or both of these. Hold on. I'm going to look at her text right now, and I'm going to tell you she suggested this, I don't know, like a month ago. Uh, Show question, best slash worst Christmas songs. Now, I already had the idea to do the movies and get the clips in there. So I'm like, all right, so that's one round of song clips. So that's going to be a lot. And then if I do favorite holiday song, then... That's another round. And if I, I didn't want to do a third round of putting a bunch of clips in because that's way too much work for the time I have, and it's a lot of show. So next year we'll do least favorite holiday song because that might be fun. Although I wonder how many times I would have to read Christmas Shoes for worst holiday song. Anyway, that's why I didn't want to do it. So yeah, as always, timing got in the way of that one. But we are going to do favorite holiday song. I know, Jen, you said best, but I think favorite... Because uh, best is like, oh, it's a competition. We have to pick one that's the greatest. And instead, I'm like, you know, you know what? I want you to think of your personal favorite holiday song. That's what I want you to think. Not like, oh, this is better than that. No, no. I don't care if the song is good to everyone else or not. If it's your favorite, that's what I want. So Jen starts off with the great, in my mind, I know it's going to contradict what I just said, but no, it isn't. Uh, Jen starts off with uh, what I think is the greatest Christmas song of all time, and that's Little Drummer Boy, Peace on Earth by Bing Crosby and David Bowie. Peace on earth, can it be, years from now, perhaps we'll see. I love that song so much. Every year when I did my live show, when I did the holiday show, I would play that in the middle of the episode and I would tell everybody to shut up, stop what they're doing and listen to the song. Cause I played, there's a little intro there where, you know, David Bowie meets Bing Crosby and they have a conversation and then they do the song. And so I, I played the whole thing. I played the entire thing and uh, I told everybody shut up and listen 
and enjoy it. And I think I hope everybody did because that is, I think, the greatest Christmas song that there is. Uh, and I love it. I love that we're starting with that. Although, you know, you can only go down. No, that's not true. I love holiday songs. I think they're most of them are great, except for that Christmas shoes. And uh, there's there was another one that came up, and I don't remember what it was. But I was like, oh man, that one's going to make the list of worst. And I'm going to have to listen to it and find a clip. Oh, anyway, thank you, Jen, for uh, starting off with a bang. Little Drummer Boy, Peace on Earth. Bing Crosby, David Bowie. I love that song so, so much. Fantastic. Now, talking about a contrast of styles, our friend Paul Williams, the host of What Lurks Behind Podcast Zero, right here on the network, he says, and I knew, Paul, I knew you were going to come at me with something heavy. I knew, because I, I don't know Paul that well, but I know him enough to know that he was going to come at me. With, he wasn't going to go with a traditional, you know, slowed down, somber tune. No, no. Paul was going to come at me with something with some heavy guitars, probably some yelling and uh, and things of that nature. And he did not disappoint. Merry Axmas by Ice Nine Kills. Now, Paul, I got to let you know, I first heard this, I first listened to this song the other day because I'm like, oh man, I should see, I got to get a clip of that. And I hope I got the, I got a good part for you. I don't know. Uh, but the growling doesn't like, I'm okay with screaming in music. That's fine. But like the growling and I, maybe I'm confusing my songs, but growling doesn't do it for me in songs, not for me. And uh, if the whole song is screamed, that's not really for me either. So I'm glad that uh, Ice Nine Kills took it in a different direction or like they, they calmed down a bit. For the <laughs> for the clip you heard, <laughs> but thank you, Paul. That uh, that was certainly uh, different than anything else we're gonna hear. I love how, by the way, that's good. That's sandwiched between Bing Crosby and David Bowie, and Wham. By the way, I think that's just fantastic. That um, you know you get your traditionals as the bread, and the meat of that sandwich is Paul sitting there blasting Ice Nine Kills. Fantastic. Thank you, my friend. Happy holidays. Rez says, here's the uh, the other bread of that sandwich. He says, last Christmas. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. But the very next day, you gave it away. This year, to save me from tears, I'll give it to someone special. And I'm very sorry, everyone, because you've now lost the game. That's the thing, right? You have to go as long as you can in the holiday season without hearing Last Christmas by Wham. And uh, I just ruined it for all of you. If you had gone this long, I'm sorry. Blame Rez. There you go. Uh, okay, so Lockjaw says, uh, so I, I posed these questions, favorite holiday movie and song together. And so Lockjaw, for his movie, said Home Alone. And for the song, he said the soundtrack to Home Alone. And we're already playing the Home Alone score. And actually next, the Home Alone 2 theme song for a smelly meatball. So I decided, and maybe someone shared this, uh, this song in the, Oh, actually, yes. Rez. Thank you. Shared the, uh, the song in a, in the thread there. So we're going to go with rocking around the Christmas tree by the great Brenda Lee. Rocking around the Christmas tree at the Christmas party hop. Mistletoe hung where you can see every couple tries to stop.
a, uh, a big part of that movie, I would say. And I think that fits the bill of the soundtrack to Home Alone. So there we go. Plus, it's a great song. And I love that I get to uh, feature that, you know. There you go. Do you like that? Was that fun? That was fun for me. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. Ben's going to cancel this show. All right. Thank you, sir. Lockjaw, thanks, buddy. Smelly Meatball says, I don't really have a specific favorite holiday song, but the theme song to Home Alone 2 is prob- will probably be the closest to it. And he did confirm this is what he means and this specific part of the song. So there you go. I think that's different enough that we can use that and play the first one later because a lot of people said their favorite holiday movie is Home Alone. So there you go. Thank you for that, my friend. Seth says, uh, Mackie of the Bells. Carol of the Bells as sung by Mr. Mackie from South Park. So here's some of that. Dark hear the bells, sweet silver bells, all seem to say, ding dong, gong, on, on they said, on without end, their joyful tone to every home. Ding dong, ding dong. I love the South Park Christmas stuff, by the way. Eric Cartman's Oh Holy Night, fantastic. Mackie the Bell's fantastic. Um, there was a third one I didn't write down. I wrote them down so I wouldn't forget. Uh, and I guess I only wrote down two. So, my B. But uh, there you go. I love Oh Holy Night by, uh, uh, by Cartman as well. Fantastic. Thank you, Seth. South Park's so ridiculous, and I love it. It's oh, man. Did I tell the story? The first time I ever watched South Park when I was a kid... Um, my mom watched with me because she didn't really know. I mean, she knew it was, you know, TVMA. And so she didn't really want us watching it as fifth graders. And so she let me tape one. And it was the episode where uh, it was the chili contest. And Cartman, you know, he uh, he cooked the kids' parents in chili. I made you with your parents, that one. And so my mom watched this entire episode with us. And at the end of the episode, and I'm thinking in my head, I'm watching this show. And I'm like, my mom's going to hate this. She's going to make me turn it off. She's not going to let me, you know, not going to have this on anytime. And she said nothing about the content of the episode, which again was a boy getting his, his uh, another boy's parents murdered and then cooking the kid's parents in chili and feeding it to their kid. Nothing about the content. But she said there should be no one listed under animators because that is disgraceful. Again. Nothing about how how gross the episode was and how, I guess, risque might be a word you could use there, how adult, how mature the themes were. No, no. It was that animation is complete garbage and no one should be listed under animators for this show. They should be ashamed. That was a disgrace. That's my favorite memory of South Park is my mom getting so mad that the animation was so awful. That was what her, that's her focus after watching the show. Fantastic. Thank you for igniting that story, Seth. Much appreciated. <laughs> All right. X-Rod said, Die Hard. And, you know, we're, you, we're playing some Die Hard music later because X-Rod's favorite holiday movie is Die Hard 2. 
but I didn't know there was like a diehard song music video by, I don't know what the band is called. I'll look it up. But the video will be in the show notes. But I'd never heard this before. And so, X-Rod, thank you very much. And here's a little bit of uh, this diehard music video song. It's pretty great. They go through the whole thing. It's really fun. The video, I'll share the video again uh, on the website. So go check it out because it's really fun. And uh, I wish I knew what the band was. Hold on. I'm going to look it up. Let me look that up. The band is called Guys Night. G-U-Y-Z-N-I-T-E. So there you go. Guys Night. The song is just called Die Hard. So there you go. It's really fun. And uh, oh, 30 things you didn't know about Die Hard. That's, that seems like a lot of things to not know. Anyway. Thanks, bud. Guys Night, Die Hard. There was a clip from that. And there you go. Again, uh, more contrasting styles here. Because holiday songs are great. Because you can literally, you can have, you can do literally anything. Because a lot of them, you know, you know the songs mostly. And then uh, people take them in different directions. Or, like, you know, Mr. Mackey with his Carol of the Bells. Or you just have a song based on a movie that's a Christmas movie. And then, you know, you go back to a traditional song as we're going to do here. So thank you, X-Rod. But Crystal from the Boom Boom Room says, host of Punk Rock 911, by the way, he says, Oh Holy Night by Bing Crosby. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of the dear Savior's birth. Yes, Bing Crosby, great singer. Well, maybe not a great dude, but a uh, great singer, and that's one of my favorite holiday songs. I love Oh Holy Night. Thank you, Crystal. Good stuff. Good stuff, man. I love that a lot. All right, Brian Amato, we're going back to uh, traditional here. So thanks. Two in a row. More traditional Christmas songs. Thank you for this. I'm glad it worked out this way. Brian Amato says, Ring Christmas Bells. Now, I know we had a version of uh, of Carol of the Bells already, and we're going to have a third, but that's fine. Because, hey, if you say it's your favorite Christmas song, then God damn it, I'm going to play your favorite Christmas song. Or at least a bit of it, so I don't get sued. Because that was really fun. Thank you very much. All right, MAG said, My mind immediately went to Mariah Carey's rendition of All I Want for Christmas is You as a joke. So there you go. We'll lock that in. Good stuff. All right. He he continued, by the way. I wanted to get that in there. Uh, I tend to lean more toward traditional songs as opposed to the more commercial stuff of the past few years. I'd have to go with Silent Night if I absolutely had to choose. And he didn't specify who sang Silent Night. So, of course, we're going with the Neil Diamond. Thanks, buddy. You got a double. 
because uh, I know I usually don't do doubles if you list like, oh, I would like this song and that song and this song. We don't have time for that. But we did have time to play one of the most popular songs. And um, yeah, every uh, October, November or so, she gets defrosted. Or they start to defrost Mariah Carey for uh, all of them for Christmas is you. <laughs> oh, man. So there you go. Thank you very much. All right. Alternative Nation. The Alternative Nation, by the way, they are a podcast and a blog hosted by Kevin Humphreys, I believe is Kevin's last name. Hold on. We're going to look it up. They've reached out on threads, and I want to get this right. There we go. All right. The Alternative Nation. It's a blog and a podcast championing championing new music. There we go. See, created, curated, and hosted by Kevin Humphreys. So there it is. All right. Fantastic. Thanks for the connection. Um, he said, Fairy Tale of New York. And he means, of course, the original by the Pogues. That's a really great song. But, and I don't know, maybe that's not the original, but he means the version by the Pogues. So there you go. I uh, first actually, I heard that song for the first time as a cover by Dustin Kensrew of Thrice, and uh, I love that version of the song. And then I heard the original, I'm like, eh, that's pretty jovial in a way. Maybe not lyrically, but uh, the music is there, and that's good stuff, so thank you very much. All right, speaking of our third version of Carol of the Bells, Drave picked that as his favorite holiday song. And again, no specification on uh, who would do the rendition, so we'll do Trans-Siberian Orchestra. There you go. A holiday classic. Have I ever heard one? Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, thanks, buddy. Hope you're well. Happy holidays. Uh, no, we're, we'll come back to Drave in a second. But Clockshot says, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Christmas all over again. I love this one. All the bells are That's really good, man. R.I.P. Tom Petty. Oh, man. That's a great song. It's a great holiday song. I love it. Love it. It's great. Nice upbeat. It's Tom Petty. See, now, maybe, well, maybe some people didn't like Tom Petty, and that's okay, but I did. So there you go. Thank you, Clockshot. And finally, for this week, for this question, I should say, Keith says it varies, but today it's I Believe in Father Christmas by Greg Lake. Now, here is some of that song. Thank you, Keith. But of course, when I see Father Christmas, this is the song that I go to. The Kinks, right? Of course. Right? So, Keith, uh, you get a double because uh, I threw in a bonus for me, really. And uh, <laughs> technically, I got two bonuses because I picked Neil Diamond. And uh, because, well, why not? Because I, um, I have very fond memories 
of being a kid and listening to Neil Diamond and Andy Williams at the holidays while making dinner, decorating the tree, wrapping presents, doing whatever. It was that Neil Diamond and Andy Williams, their Christmas albums, and John Denver and the, Mupp- and the Muppets, of course, uh, were playing on the stereo. And so I have very fond memories of that. And uh, that's why I want to include it as uh, as often as I can. Or as as in the appropriate spot, as in the most appropriate spots as I can to get some Neil Diamond Christmas songs on the show. Because those are the fond memories I have. So there you go. That's more than you needed to know about me. But uh, happy holidays. Hope you're. Thank you all for your suggestions, for your picks. Um, this is going to be a lot of fun to put together. I can't. It's already been fun because I already pulled out all the stuff. So it's going to be fun to put together. Thank you very much. And now we pivot, pivot to one of my more recent favorite holiday songs because it is now uh, a part of the holiday tradition. And the funny thing about this is I didn't actually ask Kana Khan if I could play her song on the show. I did not, never did. My friend Danny Schmitz produced this song in 20 whatever year it was. And I said, hey, do you think she'd be okay if I played that on the holiday episode of my show? And he said, yeah, sure, go for it. I figured he's got a producer credit. He has just as much of a of a right to give permission for me to play it, right? That's what I thought. And uh, she's Hannah's never been mad, so I'm going to guess it's okay. And actually, she put up a thing on Instagram talking about the song or talking about holidays or whatever. And I said, hey, I can't wait to play your song on my holiday show. And she responded. She was very excited about that. So I think we're good. I think we're fine. So here it is. One of my new, uh, my recent favorite holiday songs. Hanukkah, ho, ho, ho. It's the Melting Pat. We're coming right back. Wrapping up our presents and stick them right under the Christmas tree. Fill up all our stockings with our favorite little things. It's you.
Hanukkah. Ho, ho, ho. The Melting Pat, the Next Level Network. You know, every year I do that, and I think two things. Number one, I don't think I'm pronouncing her name properly. And number two, what if she gets mad that I always do the ho, ho, ho in the Santa Claus voice from A Christmas Story? Because what if she doesn't like the movie? It happens. People don't like it. And that's okay. Ho, ho. No, no, don't do it again, Pat. Not if she hates it. Well, I don't know that. Maybe she'll listen to the show and she'll let me know. Anyway, ho, ho, ho. It's a great song. Go get it where you get your things and uh, tell her I I sent you. And she'll go, that guy? That sounds familiar. And there you go. All right. Thank you very much, my friend. You are a part of the holiday lore of the Melting Pat, and I'm grateful for it. So there we go with that. All right. We have favorite holiday movies coming up with clips from the scores. That's going to be fun. We may hear from the captain. We got a couple of more, a couple more holiday tunes for you as well. But before we do that, we are continuing our yearly tradition of uh, recapping an episode, a Christmas episode of The Office. So if you want to pause and watch the episode so you know what I'm talking about, it's season five, episode 11, Moroccan Christmas. So if you'd like to pause, we're going to hit the theme song and then we'll get into it. So you pause right now. Watch the episode and come on back. And then here's the theme, and we're going to get to it. So, the open of this is one of my favorites. It, it's like a minute and a half, maybe, but Dwight comes in and his desk is gift wrapped. You know, the whole thing presents and the, the desk is wrapped, their presents up there. It's all very nicely done. And uh, Dwight walks over. And says, oh, what is, how long does this take you? Hours? And Jim's like, no, five minutes, actually. He's like, all right, I'm going to tear it apart in about 10 seconds or whatever it was. And uh, <laughs> Jim's like, oh, I think it's, it's going to take you a little bit longer than that. And he throws his stuff down, you know, preparing, thinking there's a desk under there because it's shaped like, a, like his desk. And then he throws his briefcase on and goes to sit down and just falls. Everything falls down. And then we get the theme song. It's one of my favorite little opens of the show because it's just so silly. It's like, hey, look, you wrapped up his desk. Isn't that nice? And then you realize, nope, it's actually not his desk at all. So there you go. Like a fun little open. So this year, Phyllis is in charge of the Christmas party uh, for the first time as head of the party planning committee. And uh, she, much like Angela did to her, is uh, bullying Angela into doing whatever she wants because Phyllis knows that Angela is cheating on Andy with Dwight. And it's funny, by the way, that Angela is, you know, presented as this, as this super religious, super Christian character and is, uh, is being unfaithful. That's always funny to me. So anyway, that's our A plot in this episode, is that Phyllis is in charge of the party and Angela is going to have a nightmare holiday. So that's how we start here. And uh, the B plot is that Dwight has bought up all, from all the stores in the area— and the hottest toy of the season, because every year he does research to find out what the hottest toy is, and he buys a button. And, well, he does it anyway. He he didn't say that he's done this before, but he did say that every year he researches the hottest holiday toys. And so this year it's Princess Unicorn, and he says, "Hey, I'm just punishing lazy parents who wait forever, wait to the last minute to get their child a gift, and he is going to sell them to these desperate parents at a large profit." which is fantastic. I love it. It's very funny. And so Dwight's uh, talking about this 
with Jim and explaining what he's doing. And then Michael comes out of his office. Oh, is that Princess Unicorn? I thought it was sold out. And then Michael singing the catchphrase was great. My horn can pierce the sky. I love, he just comes out, he's like, not in on the bit, but then he shows like, hey, I know what that is. And like, like maybe he has one, I don't know, but he likes the little, singing the little catchphrase, fantastic. So then, you know, we're having the party. The office is having the, uh, having the party. And I want you to listen. I pulled this clip because I thought it was funny. And it seems now I don't drink a lot of hard liquor or like at all. So I stick to beer generally if I drink at all. Um, and so I, I don't know. I'm sure this is just played for effect and it's not a real thing. But has anybody, has anybody tried this? Listen to this. This is equal parts. Scotch, absinthe, rum, gin, vermouth, triple sec, and two packs of Splenda. Call it a one of everything. That is the drink that Michael pours for Meredith. Now, it's going to come up, but there's a reason he shouldn't have done that. There are several reasons why he shouldn't have done that. One, because Meredith has an issue, which has already been, uh, it's already been a thing, right? It's going to be a thing in a minute. But has anybody tried that concoction that Michael gave to Meredith? Anybody? Let me know. All right. And then uh, also, we pulled this clip because it's funny. Dwight raking in the dough because he's like, they're going through all this. And meanwhile, Dwight is is meeting with like, these parents are coming up. It's very strange. Like, do they work in the building or did he put out a post in the newspaper or online or something like that? They're like, hey, I have these. They're at my, come to my desk, come to my workplace. Like, where who are these people? Where are they coming from? And how are they getting in the building? That's what I wonder about this is how are these, these desperate dads getting into the building because he has so many, which is funny at the end, which we're going to get to in a, in a bit. But like, there's a reason it's funny to me. But where are these guys coming from? Like, who are these people who are getting into this, biz- this place of business just randomly like, hey, I'm going to buy this doll. And it, like, who lets them in? Who lets them pass security and all that? Uh, who lets them, you know, pass by all those things? I don't know. I don't know. But Dwight is raking in the dough. You love to see it. And you love him singing about it. Fa la 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 catching. Absolutely fantastic. Loved it. All right. So Meredith has had at least two of these uh, one of everything drinks from Michael, and she is feeling it. She is feeling it. Uh, so she sets her hair on fire. She's in the conference room. Everybody else is kind of milling about, um, but she's in the conference room, and she sets her hair on fire. Because that's just what happens. You get into it, you get into the spirit of things, and uh, sometimes your hair gets caught, your, your hair catches fire, right? And so now it is time for an intervention. And it, do you think that Michael Scott knows what an intervention is? Do you think, listen to what he thinks it is? It's a surprise party for people who have addictions. And you get in their face and you scream at them and you make them feel really badly about themselves. And then they stop. I mean, that's close, right? Is that in the ballpark? No? All right. Anyway, uh, the intervention is going as well as anyone could, anybody could have hoped. You know, they're all sitting around uh, during the Christmas party and uh, telling Meredith about how, uh, about how sad they are. Well, Michael is mainly telling people how, uh, how bad it is that Meredith drinks too much. Because if you remember, she did get drunk and flash Michael at the Christmas party a couple years ago. So that's, that's in the lore here. And so now she's uh, set her hair on fire and uh, made everyone stop to uh, do the intervention because 
That's how it goes, right? For plot contrivance, if you will. Um, <laughs> so Michael, of course, is going around like, hey, why don't we talk about how this affects us or how you know, you're making us sad? And then Dwight, uh, there's a cutaway. He doesn't care for this style of intervention because his family has their own method. In the Schrute family, we believe in a five-fingered intervention. Awareness, education, control, acceptance, and punching. I just love that he like he sh- he balls up his fist. He is ready. He's ready to go to st- right to step five of the Schrute family intervention method. Fantastic. Also, FYI, Andy is so annoying in this episode. Like he turned it up to eleven or forty or what? Like he is. I don't know if that's like. I don't remember the surrounding episodes as to why. The, I mean, this is just what Andy Bernard is, but he is so annoying. Like. If I watched this with Jill, she'd be so annoyed. She doesn't like Andy at all. And in this episode, he is so goddamn annoying. Oh my, like it's it's way over the top. It's a little silly. So uh, I just wanted to point that out because it had sprinkled throughout the episode. And at the end, he's just, he's being so annoying. Anyway, so Michael decides, hey, we're going to take Meredith out for a drink. And so they're in the car and Michael's like, oh, we just passed poor Rich or Meredith. Said, oh, we just passed poor Richards. And uh, Michael's like, oh, we'll have to go somewhere else. And she named like the the next five or six nearest bars, which I thought was funny and I guess in context a little sad, but very Meredith that she would just know all those off the top of her head. And a uh, nice little nugget there of, uh, of who Meredith is or was at the time. So we're back in the office and Toby wants a princess unicorn, but it turns out that Daryl bought the last one. Which is funny to me because Dwight came in at the beginning of the day with, you know, should we go back and and see how many he had? See if we can find out how many he had. I'm going to try to find this real quick. Let me see. How many? See if we can just see how many he had. Like, we're not going to count all of them. But I want to see, like, just seeing him bringing in the bags. Because he had a lot. And I just, like, how did you sell that many? that quickly. And I know, I know it's the plot, it's the show, whatever, but how did you have that many? All right. I stand corrected. He has 14. Okay. I don't know why I, I, I mean, I just watched the episode six hours ago. I don't know why I thought he had like bags full, but no, he had 14. Okay. That makes more sense. I'm probably going to cut around that. But anyway, so Dwight has sold all these dolls and I just thought that was funny because he had a ton and these guys kept randomly coming in to the building, and then Daryl and all that. So Toby uh, had called his daughter and said, hey, do you know Princess Unicorn? And she freaks out. So Toby's like, yes, I'm finally going to get get one over on the old ex-wife and get a, a doll for my kid. It's going to be great. Get the hot toy. So he begs Daryl, and Daryl agrees for $400, <laughs> which is fit because this doll can't cost more than 60 bucks, right? Maybe it can, but like 400 bucks. And Daryl, Toby's like, I only have two. And Daryl just goes, you can owe me. <laughs> I love that. I love it. Fantastic. And of course, the one that Daryl bought is a black princess. And I just think it's very funny because Toby's looking at it and he's like, ah. And Daryl's like, hey, man, something wrong with the doll? And he's like, no, it's it's even better than the one I wanted. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. I've told the Black Santa story from the store. Um, yeah, I don't need to tell that again. But, oh, man, just the way, because you knew where it was going to go. 
you knew what it was going to be, and the joke still landed, and it was still fun. So there we go. All right. So uh, Michael pulls up to the rehab center, and Meredith starts freaking out. She's kicking and screaming. She's running around the parking lot. Michael literally drags her into the rehab facility and says, hi, hello, I have a deposit, an alcoholic. (laughs) And then he learns, obviously, that you just can't do that. You're not allowed to do that. And I love the shot when they're leaving. So they have the voiceover and the cutaway. Uh, Like, hey, you can't just drop somebody off at rehab. Um, I love the shot of security at the door after they leave. Because, like, I, I really, is there a deleted scene? Somebody who has the DVDs, is there a deleted scene of Michael trying to argue that he can just drop off Meredith because she's an alcoholic at rehab. Somebody let me know if that's a thing. Uh, if that's a deleted scene, I would like to see it. Let me know. All right. So yeah, Michael can't just drop off Meredith and, and deposit her to rehab. It's not a thing. And we're back in the office. Angela is tired of Phyllis pushing her around saying, Hey, you're not going to share my secret because you want to keep planning your dumb parties. And then Phyllis... Angela's having sex with Dwight. I caught them doing it after Toby's going away party. Yeah, she did it. She shared the secret in the office. The best part, of course, Andy not in the room. And she's like, yep, there it is. Now it's all out in the open for everyone but Andy, who would be the one who needs to know. Yeah, you'd think Andy Andy would have to know this, right? That's important. Uh, also, Michael now thinks that he has to push Meredith to rock bottom so she would go to rehab. And he says, oh, I think I could do it. I did it with Jan. And <laughs> it's just such a little, just a little jab, a little reminder of what Michael did to Jan, how, how Michael uh, kind of, I don't know what, whatever he did to Jan or however you want to describe that. And he's like, yeah, I did that to Jan. Yeah, I pushed Jan over the edge. And so now he's going to try to do the same to Meredith to get her to go to rehab. So she stops setting her on fire, setting herself on fire in the office. That'd be good, right? And so finally, Andy is back. He doesn't know. He's got his little uh, sitar, whatever uh, the instrument is. And he has learned a holiday classic. He's playing Deck the Halls. And everybody, like, because everyone now knows that Angela is cheating on Andy with Dwight. But Andy does not know. And so Andy's just like, oh, ha, ha, happy holiday. Deck the halls with boughs of holly. And, um, you know, it's met with crickets. And he's like, oh, tough room. Tough room indeed, Andy Bernard. Tough room indeed. And so, yeah, he's like, oh, generally uh, it's customary to do a round of applause. But okay. So (laughs) having no idea that moments earlier, the rest of the office learned that his fiance is cheating on him with someone he works with in that office. Oh, that'd be the worst, right? Like, imagine you're in that office and you know all those people and you're like, man, wow, these two people are engaged, but hey, she's actually with this other guy who sits 20 feet from the fiance? Like, what the hell? Yeah, that, that'd be a tough one, man. I don't think I could keep that secret. I really don't. I Well, I mm, never mind. I was going to tell you a story. But tell you what, patrons will get it. How about that? Sign up for the Patreon. You'll get a little bonus right now. So there you go. There it is. Season 5, Episode 11, Moroccan Christmas of The Office. There, That was fun. That's a fun one. I like that, man. Phyllis showing some fire and uh, not backing down from Angela as she is uh, prone to do, or she was before this. 
We have Meredith going through her stuff. Michael being a moron in a funny way, of course. Dwight being shrewd and making some money. And, um, you know, Andy being annoying. You have uh, everything in the in like the mid-seasons of The Office all rolled into one into this holiday episode. The only thing, I guess, would be, you know, the well, that from the early seasons would have been Jim and Pam. But from mid-seasons of The Office, this one had it all. So there you go. That's a really good, that's a fun one. That was fun. I'm glad we're doing this. Does anybody, maybe somebody who doesn't like The Office has skipped ahead, and that's okay. But I hope you don't skip ahead, because our dear friend Bronny, I know we just played her a few weeks ago, but it's the holidays, and this is actually the first song I heard from Bronny, and I reached out to her manager and said, hey, can I play your stuff on the show? And he said, hell yeah, you can. Just let me know. So this is me letting him know. I'm not going to say his name in case he doesn't want me to do that. So here we go. Our dear friend Bronny, Modern Day Christmas. It's the Melty Pat. We're coming right back.
Brony, modern day Christmas, the Melty Pat, the next level network. That was fun. Thank you, my friend. Good luck with the tour. Have fun. Break a leg. Give them hell. Kick some ass. All right, there we go. That is uh, that was the office. Moroccan Christmas. That was Brawny. Modern day Christmas. Modern day Xmas, if you will. Um, you see those Keep Christ in Christmas songs uh, signs rather. Is there a song about that? Keeping Christ in Christmas? No. All right. Anyway, we're not going to write one um, unless you, unless that would make me a lot of money. No, that's mean. That's that's some faith plus one stuff right there. Trying to go platinum. It sounds like you're in love with Christ. <laughs> You know, if you Jesus, baby, I want to be with you, baby. There you go. That's that's faith plus one. Uh, sorry. <laughs> oh, the places my brain goes. The places my brain goes. Anyway, let's get back to the show, shall we? Favorite holiday movie. That was the second question. Technically the first question, but I moved it around, moved things around, because that's just what I wanted to do. So... Our other question, our other holiday question, which holiday movie is your favorite? And I know that I did this a few years ago on the show, but I did not play the scores from the, from the movies, the music from the movies. So I'm doing that this time. So we had a couple, Jen and Crystal from the Boom Boom Room both said The Muppet Christmas Carol, and Jen was specific with her, uh, with her pick, No Cheeses. For us Mises, so here's a bit of that. It's even worse for mouses. Please, sir, I want some cheese. No crust of bread for those in need. No cheeses for us Mises. Actually, I think I got the whole um, the whole little mouse, the Mises thing in there. So there you go. Thank you to you both. Paul says Black Christmas from 1974. The original, I suppose. And much like Poltergeist, if you just listen to that little snippet of the score or the, the rest of the track, you might go, oh, man, that's a nice holiday thing. It's nice. Don't look up what the movie's about if you want to keep that image in your head that it might be a nice kind of maybe a little different, but a, a nice uh, Christmas movie. Um, maybe don't look at the description of what the movie is. Maybe just just keep that for yourself. Just say, oh, that, that sounds nice and just, just move on like we're going to do. All right. We had a couple of our friends, Rez, Lockjaw, and Seth, all said their favorite Christmas movie, her favorite holiday movie, is Home Alone. Yeah, I know, we already played Home Alone 2, but when we did favorite movie score, favorite whatever I did, uh, we played both from The Terminator... Uh, the first one and the second one. So that's, uh, I figured we could do that, right? Does that make sense? Works for me. I don't know. Anyway, I love that movie. I love the music from that movie. It's it's uh, John Williams did that. So, of course, it's going to be great. And, um, yeah, it's great. And, no, Home Alone uh, could not just take place during the summer and be a summer vacation movie because it is much easier and much more likely that you're going to be able to find a flight out of out of anywhere to anywhere in July or August than at Christmas. That's how it works. Yeah. And I love every year it comes up, oh, what about this? What about this? The script of the, the movie explains every question you have. It really does. So there you go. It's, it, is it the perfect movie? It might be. 
It might be. It's one of my favorites. I can tell you that much. I love it. It's fantastic. So there we go. And it's a favorite of many other people as well. Smelly Meatball and Alt Nation, the Alternative Nation. Thank you. Can I just call you Kevin? Is that okay? Is he being able to listen to the show? I have no idea. But they both said Die Hard. And I don't, I did it this morning, but I already don't remember which clip I used. I did, like, I pulled up the, like, the score, soundtrack, whatever, from all most of these movies and just, like, picked a random spot, unless there was something I really wanted or somebody asked. But I honestly don't remember what I did for Die Hard or our friend X Rod's pick, Die Hard 2. Yeah, I don't remember which um, which uh, things I used, but I do know they're different. Like, it's not the second version of the first Die Hard score. I know that, but I hope they're great. And also, one of my favorite things about the holiday season, by the way, the song, My Favorite Things, raindrops and roses and kittens, not a Christmas song. Great song. Andy Williams has a great version of it on his Christmas album, but My Favorite Things is not a Christmas song. All right, there we go. Anyway... One of my favorite parts of the holiday season is that every year someone will say, oh, I'm watching Die Hard. It's the holiday season. I'm watching Die Hard. And yes, it is a Christmas movie. And it's like, yeah, no one is said like, that's my favorite thing is people will scream about it like they're being persecuted over it. Like someone is saying to them, no, it's not. How dare you? I have literally never seen anyone. I'm sure that's going to come out of the woodwork now, but I've never seen it where someone who says Die Hard is not a Christmas movie has started the conversation. It's always from what I have seen. Now, again, I could be limited into what I'm looking at, and I, I try to you know, curate my feeds to things I want to see, and you know, it's like pretty ladies and skateboarders and things, but uh, sometimes they're the same. But, <laughs> but I've never seen it where someone who says, oh, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie, here's why. They never start the conversation. It's always someone else getting the jump, like I'm watching Die Hard, Yes, it is a Christmas movie. And they get angry and they they try to set it up like before someone else can say, no, it's not. They're like, well, yes, it is. Ah, it's very funny to me. Don't stop doing it. Everyone keep doing it. Keep saying, yes, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Keep saying Batman uh, Forever Returns, whichever one it is. Keep saying, yes, it's a Christmas movie. Keep Keep it up. I love it. Whatever brings you joy, you're not hurting anyone. Whatever brings you joy during the holiday season that doesn't hurt somebody else, you keep doing it. I love it. Keep it going. Have a great time. Thank you to Smelly Meatball, The Alternative Nation, and X-Rod for the double dose of Die Hard. Fantastic. Yippee ki Nope, we're not going to do it. Uh, <laughs> Yippee ki bring There you go. Anyway, that's as Prince would say. Uh, <laughs> Christ. Brian Amato, I knew this was coming. I knew this was coming. You probably made this pick when I did the question the first time a couple years ago. But, of course, our friend Brian Amato says jingle all the way. Oh, man, it's so good. Put the cookie down. 
I love it. I love that movie. It's ridiculous. I absolutely love it. And actually, my friend Maggie just texted me the other day. Uh, she said, hold on, let me see what she said. Uh, <laughs> hold on, because I actually said it to Brian, because when he's replied to the story, hey, Jingle All The Way, uh, she said, Pat, why the f*** is Jingle All The Way a, a real movie, and why the f*** do I enjoy it so much? I love it. I love it. Yeah, you should. it's a real movie, because Arnold wanted to make some money, and Sinbad was, was bored, and, uh, you know, whoever, you know, whoever wanted to do the thing and you love it because it's fantastic. That's why. So we answered both. Thank you very much. Thank you, Maggie. Thank you, Brian. Uh, MAG says, I don't really have a favorite holiday movie as they're not typically at the top of my list, nor do I tend to watch them during said holidays. I do like it. The story of a Christmas Carol though. So I suppose any adaptation of that would have to do now. I really should have, and maybe I still will found a different song from a Muppet Christmas Carol, but I found a little uh, clip from the score of A Christmas Carol, one of the adaptations, and I really liked it. So I'm going to play that here instead. I know, I know. I, I missed an opportunity to play more Muppets. I'm aware. I'm aware. But I really like that. So thank you, M.A.G., even though you don't really partake in the holiday movie watching, I'm glad you were able to come to a decision and give us another thing to play. Thank you very much. All right, Drave says, taking away the claymation cartoons from forever ago, I guess Jim Carrey's The Grinch. The older I get, the less I watch. Well, there you go. So just for you, my friend, here's some of that. And I did think about pulling a fast one and just playing uh, a bit from the song. You know, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. There you go. So I did it for you instead, uh, and I thought that was more fun. But (laughs) I did consider pulling a fast one and playing from the song and not the movie. But then, again, much like with A Christmas Carol, I listened to part of the score there, and I liked it. So I put it in. So there you go. Thank you for that, Drave. Clockshot says, Scrooged! There you go. Fun fact about Scrooged. I have not seen it. Well, I've seen it on TV. So I've seen parts of it on TV, but I've never seen the whole thing. Never seen the whole thing. Yeah. I don't know. I just never, I never sat down to do it. I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's fantastic. A lot of people love it. And uh, if I have time to watch it in the next five days or eight days or whatever, um, I will. But yeah, I've never, uh, never seen it. Never seen it. But thank you, good sir. I hope you've watched it this season and you've enjoyed it very much. I hope that for you. All right. And finally, well, from all of you, Keith says, and I knew this was coming because a couple years ago when I said, hey, or last year, I guess, what's your favorite holiday special? Keith listed this, and I remember doing a recap of this, a wish for wings that work. 
And I remember enjoying that a lot. And, you know, yeah, when I when I saw that Keith commented, I knew that the favorite movie was going to be that because he had already answered that in a way. And so I had an inkling that you were going to do that for me. And uh, thank you very much. I got to look up that again and uh, and play that for everybody else. So there we go. There we go. That's all of yours. And some of my favorite movies are on this list. And uh, one that was notably absent, or I guess maybe a lot of people don't think of it as a movie, as more of like a special. And maybe that's why it didn't make anybody's list. Or maybe not everybody loves it. Maybe that's fine too. But one that I make sure to watch every year, which yes, I have already this year, and I listen to the soundtrack often, is uh, a Charlie Brown Christmas, Merry Christmas, Charlie Brown, whatever it's called. You think I watch it all the time, I'd know what it's called. Um, you know the one he directs, he's trying to figure out what Christmas is all about, and he's directing the school play, and you know, you blockhead and tiny tree and all that. You know the drill. Um, and every year I do like to play this Linus monologue because I I just it's so even though we learn later that Linus is a backstabbing uh woman stealer, I <laughs> I can always appreciate this message because yeah, sure, there are religious overtones, and that's I mean, for me that's fine even though I don't practice anymore. But I always like to play this because we all get caught up in our own things, right? And it's good to take a second, or in this case, a minute or so, uh, just a minute, and sit back and realize, hey, it's a birthday party. Don't forget. I mean, Linus doesn't say it quite that way. He says it more like this. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid, and the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. And for me, it's always good because uh, a lot of the holiday songs, a lot of the traditional holiday songs are religious in nature because uh, for a lot of people, Christmas means it's, you know, Jesus' birthday, right? It's a birthday party. You have happy birthday Jesus cake and uh, and you go to church and you, you know, you have the candles and whatnot and you sing the songs and all that. And uh, it's a part of the season, whether you uh, partake in that end of it or not, it is a pretty big part of the uh, the festivities for a lot of people. And so I like to include that. Because uh, I know a lot of people who listen to the show are of that ilk, shall we say? And of course, it's my favorite holiday special. I think one of my favorites, and uh, I like to include a piece of it every year uh, as much as I can. So there we go. All right, we got the Linus monologue, and I did think that that was going to be the end of the segment, and I was going to just like calmly go, "Hey, there's Linus. Thanks everybody. Merry Christmas, and we're and we'll be right back." And I thought about doing that, and then I saw that our new friends, Life and Idol put out a new song uh, this week. Rel- look at the, look at you guys releasing music on Tuesdays so I can have it in the show on Saturday. Fantastic. So the song is not safe for work, by the way. It's our new friends. 
And it's it's a stark contrast to what you just heard from Linus, and that's fine. And of course, and actually, and from a, a lot of these things you've heard today. But I loved it, and I said, you bet your ass I'm going to find a spot for it on the show. And here we go. Life and Idol, their latest, a new holiday edition to the podcast, to the uh, to my favorite show of the year. I think this will make the list. What do you think? Let me know. Let me know on the in the comments or whatever. That sounds weird. Um, does this song merit inclusion in the yearly episode? You let me know. It's probably going to be yes, but I want to hear from you anyway. Again, sorry, not safe for work. Life in Idol, hell of a holiday. It's the Melting Pat. We're coming right back. Finn Idol, their latest hell of a holiday, the Melty Pat next level network. Did y'all work retail, by the way? If you listen, if Life and Idol listens to the show, if you made it this far into the show, I should say, uh, did you work retail? Because I love the line, the lines about uh, you know shoppers being jerks and uh, you know not being nice to the cashiers. Because again, I, I lived, through, I did four seasons of that in. Uh, in my 20s. And so I have, of course, uh, both sympathy and empathy for the uh, the retail employees who get treated like complete garbage by these entitled pieces of crap. So um, let me know if life and out, if you guys work retail or if you work retail now and you're going through it and that's where part of this song comes from, um, come on the show. Let's share some stories. Let's do that. So there you go. Life and out. More from them on Facebook. That's Life in Idle, I D L E, not Idol. 
idle, as in I'm just sitting here idly by waiting for Christmas. I don't know. Anyway, thank you, my friends, for the new song. And um, all my friends, all of you, let me know if that should be added to the rotation, because I will. I love it. I think it's great. Uh, But I want to know what you think as well. So there we go. Well, maybe we'll do a poll somewhere. I don't know. Anyway, that's it for me. Well, I have, you know, a little uh, little closing message, I suppose, for you that I probably should have written down. But before we say goodbye for the day, let us, I have not talked to the captain yet, um, so I will assume he will make an appearance, and then we'll go from whatever happens. If he doesn't, that's fine too. But for now, let's hear what's going on with the Fly Guys, because we still got business to do, everybody. Let's hear what's going on with the Fly Guys. Captain, my friend, the floor is yours. Take it away. And there you have it. The Melting Path, the next level network, just in case he wasn't there, because I don't know what's going on with him, man. He's a busy guy. He's got kids and stuff and work and holiday things are stressful. So just in case he can't do this thing for me for free, that's okay. (laughs) Oh, boy. But that is our show. We made it. It is in the books. We did the thing. My thanks to everybody for weighing in on the favorite songs. My thanks on your favorite movies. My thanks to uh, whoever suggested years ago to recap the Office Christmas episodes, because that's been really fun. My thanks to Lightbulb Lady, wherever you might be, enjoy yourself. And my thanks to all of our friends who uh, let us play their songs on the show. That was, uh, man, I love this show. It's going to take me a long time to put together, and that's fine, because it's worth it for me, because this is so much fun. This is my favorite episode to do of the year, every year. I love it. I know it's like the same, but it's the same crap every year. I mean, maybe, but... I enjoy it because, again, this is my favorite time of the year. I love this so much. I love this season, the decorations, the music, the smells, the sounds, the food, the whatevers. I think it's great, and um, I love making this uh, a little part of it. If, if you are taking time out of your uh, gift wrapping or giving or or uh, time spending, whatever you have going on, if you are making me a part of it, I sincerely thank you very much. I love this time. Again, this time of year is my favorite. And um, that any of you are making me and my little show a part of your celebrations in some way, it means the world to me. Thank you very much. I hope you have a lovely time doing whatever it is that you do during the season. Or if you do nothing, if you just take off from work or have off from work, maybe this is your only day off of the week or month or whatever. Trust me, I've been there. It's not very fun. But I hope you're enjoying your time with uh, whoever, whom, with whomever, doing whatever, whichever and whenever you would like to do. I hope you're having a nice time. And uh, again, the fact that I'm part of it means a lot to me. So thank you very much. All right, that's all. That's it. Have a great time. Have a wonderful Christmas. Have a lovely Boxing Day. Enjoy your Kwanzaa. Enjoy your Festivus today. I hope your Hanukkah was lovely as lovely can be. That's a weird sentence. Anyway, am I missing? I'm sure I'm missing some holidays and some things. Whatever you are celebrating, I hope you are having a lovely time doing it. And come on back with me next week and wrap up the year. We'll talk about, I, I don't know what yet. We'll figure it out. But for now, go have fun. Happy holidays. Enjoy yourselves. And uh, you know the drill. Don't be dumb. All right? We're going to have our special ending. Our, our friends from Much Better uh, taking, us to, taking us home here today on this holiday show, as they always do. So there's that. Check out me. I'm at themeltingpat.com. All of those things, the Patreon, the newsletter, sign up for those. All the show posts and all the whatnots are there. And there's a network tab to get uh, to get acquainted with all the shows we have around here. I should probably update that. Do I need to update that, Ben? Look at it. Let me know if I should update it, and I'll do my best. All right? 
All right. Thanks, everybody. That's good, man. We made it, man and woman. Ladies and gentlemen, have a great time. This has been an Ape Boiling production. Until next time, have fun. Be safe. Thank a veteran. Wear your mask, wash your hands, get vaccinated and boosted when you can. And of course, don't do anything I wouldn't do. That's all, my friends. Thank you. Thank you so much. And happy holidays. You've been inside the Melty Pat on the Next Level Network. Go crap open a cold one. This is Charlie Saxton from the band Much Better wishing you and your family a happy holidays and a happy new year. Hi, my name is Tim Joe from Much Better, and I want to wish you a happy Christmas and a merry new year. Hi, this is Sean Quinn. Oh, I'll erase that. Erase it. Erase <laughs> <laughs> it. I didn't sound sure of my name, and I want to wish you... Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. <laughs>